Welcome to the His Light and Life podcast with your host, Mark, who will be your guide to enhance, deepen, and enrich your Christian life. To turn your focus away from just getting by to walking with God in His light and life. Welcome back to His Light and Life. I want to um, I want to begin a short series. I want to talk about a couple of things that are um, I think are very relevant to the times that we're in. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I want to talk about is I want to start with the concept of creation and the simple idea being that God is a sovereign creator could very easily um, have created the world any way that he chose. He was not limited. He was not limited in any way as to how he would do what he did. Most certainly he was not. Now, there's two, there's two schools of thought as far as this creation. And the first school of thought amongst Christians is <clears throat> that the earth is, it's a new earth theory, that the earth is short it hasn't been it's been here 6000 years and there's another school of thought that says that no the earth is millennia we have no idea it could be millions of years old we have no way of knowing that and god has not told us or explained it to us now the fossil record very clearly indicates that there was something here that there was a prehistoric world that was far beyond what we can understand as far as a timeline. I think the evidence myself, now I have to, you know, was for, is for an old earth, that this earth is very old, that once upon a time before man was put in a garden, that there was dinosaurs. And I, I don't think that the, I don't think that the fossil record regarding that can be disputed um, now it begs the question, if God created a dinosaur realm, a world in which dinosaurs inhabited the earth, there would have been no death. Okay. Nothing would have died. Um, and we know very clearly that they did die. So something had to have happened that facilitated their death. Something had to have occurred that resulted in the dinosaurs dying. And um, many people believe, myself included, that that is the covers the realm of when Lucifer fell. And that Lucifer, who was the anointed cherub that covered the earth, he was cast down to this earth. And when uh, when he attempted his overthrow, we've discussed this in other podcasts. So he discuss, he, he he attempted his overthrow of the earth, or of heaven, and uh, was cast out. Jesus himself said, "I saw Satan fall like lightning." He was cast down to this earth. He brought a third of the angels with him that joined him in the rebellion. Um, they were not less moral than the angels that didn't fall. They were simply not elected. So. Uh, we see that Paul referring to that in Corinthians, where he talks, or sorry, Timothy, where he actually says, by the elect angels. So we know that 
some angels were elected not to fall, and some angels were not given the grace to from falling. Neither of those, all of both of those, are an act of God's grace. One meaning His grace was upon the angels that didn't fall, therefore they didn't fall. The other one meaning that God's grace wasn't upon the ones that did fall, Lucifer included. It was the high-ranking angels that actually fell. And uh, but God is in no way responsible because he was under no obligation to put a specific grace and anointing on all of the angels to prevent their falling. He chose to preserve some, and he chose not to preserve others. In no way is he responsible for their fall, for their actions, and, and uh, you know, you can continue on. That's a whole, that's a whole podcast in itself, and um, uh, that's, not one, that's not the purpose of this one. Now... Um, when you look at that, you realize, okay, so Lucifer and his angels were cast down on this earth, and catast- catastrophic events began to happen. The world went through a series of catastrophic occurrences, resulting in the wiping out of the dinosaurs. Okay? I don't think there's any... I don't think... The person who actually looks at that seriously... Um, I would highly recommend a book by, there's many, but the one that makes it as simple as you can possibly break it down would be Donald Gray Barnhouse's book, The Invisible War. And um, the dinosaurs are destroyed. Now, I want to stop there and ask a question of my listeners today. I want to say, so what would have happened had the dinosaurs not been destroyed through a catastrophic event that it was a result of Satan. They wouldn't have died. They would not have died. They would have continued to live and they would have continued to populate. And the earth is not very big. I want to emphasize that. It's huge in our understanding, but it's not very big in the sense that you know, uh, can, can, compared to other planets. I mean, you compare the Earth to the Sun. I mean, how many times could the Earth fit in the Sun? And then you can take and say, well, the Sun. I mean, there's stars that, that make our our Sun uh, look like a, a child's marble on this planet. Just so massive. Now, so with that said, if you were God, uh, man, there's a stretch. <laughs> but if we were God. And we were going to create a planet understanding that we are unlimited in our power, unlimited in our wisdom, unlimited in our, in our authority to do that. And we could make the earth any size that we wanted. And the earth was going to have life on it. And that life would never, never die, but in fact would continue to repopulate. How big do you think we would have made this earth? We would have made this earth billions of miles around, and God could have. We would have made that this earth so big that in billions and billions and billions of years, it still wouldn't be crowded with dinosaurs and living creatures. Not only that, the foliage on the planet would have been capable of sustaining the life of the biological creatures, that were repopulating, it would have been able to sustain them indefinitely. 
And in fact, that's what you were going to do. That is exactly what you were going to do. If you were going to, you know, just a quick thought. If a lady decides she's going to, or a man, doesn't matter, going to bake a cake. So you're going to, or you're going to make a pie. You're going to make your, roll out your pie. And you know, and, and, and there's stuff all over the kitchen counter. Have you ever, you ever seen somebody and they say, well, I'm going to, I can't, I can't bake in this. I can't make a pie with all this stuff around. You have to clear a big area, clear a rolling board or whatever they call it. And so that you can make the dough. You're not going to try to do it in this tiny little corner. How could you make a huge pie shell in a tiny little, you know, three by three corner of clean cabinets or countertop? You couldn't. You have to make enough room in order to make the pie, the, the pie shell, roll out the pie shell that you're going to make. So God's not smart enough to know that. He's not smart enough to know that he's going to create these creatures. These creatures are never going to die. There's going to be no source of death. They, would, they wouldn't die. Uh, and uh, they're going to need to, to eat. They eat, uh, they eat botanical life, so they're going to need, need vegetation. They're herbivores. Um, and the, So how big would, and not only how, ba- how big would the sun have to be? Seriously. The sun that we have couldn't sustain life on a planet that was built. Think about the think about how long it would take for that Earth to revolve. It's billions of miles across. A day would be like you know seven months. How how would you do it? Think about it. Think about the scale. Just scale your thing. This Earth is like twenty some thousand miles around. It's puny in comparison to what God has done, and we know. I mean, if, if you went up to a, to a, you know, to an astronomer, some guy who works at, uh, you know, some university, and say to him, "Would you call the Earth a big planet?" And he'd go, oh, "No, <laughs> no." What would you call it? He says it's actually pretty small. It's very, it's a speck compared to sizes, the sizes of some of the other ones that are out there. And he would be right. So there's the first point that we have. First of all, that God could have created, he knew what he was going to create wouldn't die. Therefore, he would have to make it big enough that it would never run out of resources. That's straightforward. But he didn't. So the reason he didn't, of course, we know, is because this earth was never designed to sustain that level of life. And the reason it wasn't, it wasn't, created to sustain that level of life is because it was not intended to. So the dinosaurs were wiped out in Satan. Lucifer's a rebellion. He becomes Satan. He's cast down to the earth. Catastrophic events happen. We know the whole earth was covered in darkness. We know that. How? Because it says it. The fourth day, the sun and the moon are revealed. So something catastrophic, and I deal with what what many people believe events that occurred but something catastrophic definitely occurred, and this earth spun as a frozen ball in darkness, for we do not have any idea how long. Could have been millions and millions and millions of years. Just wobbling on on, on some or you know, incorrect orbit. I was talking to a guy yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he was talking to me about some of the satellites that are up in there. They're falling out of orbit. That's what they call it. I don't know. Well, how does it fall? It's floating in that. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand it. He says, yeah, they're falling out. They're falling. They're falling out of orbit, and then they start to boom, 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 and then they, you know, they, they're not useful. 
some, you know, are burned up and trying to re-enter and all the rest of it. Because apparently they're not that high up, really, in the big scheme of things. So when they fall, because they're designed to transmit on the Earth. So when they fall out, they, they, they fall out of orbit. This Earth fell out of orbit. That's what resulted in the darkness and the freezing and all the rest of it. The Ice Age we know occurred. and Anyway. So God restores, replenishes this earth. And that's what I believe the Genesis account is. The Genesis account, it, 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 you know, God, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Period. And the earth was formless and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Two parts, two separate parts there. The original creation, it fell. The Bible doesn't disclose much about what actually occurred other than it ends up in this formless state of void. This, this Basically, it's unfruitful, unuseful. It's in its current state. It, it's not capable of doing that which is in, it was intended to do. Formless, void. You get a check, and it's like, you know, you write void on it. Of You know, the bank, you're going to put some payment you used to do with a check, and you write void on it. That means that check, what it was intended to do, it's no longer able to do that. It's been null and void. It's made of no effect. And something happened, and it made the earth of no effect. So now, God comes to Adam, and he says and tells him to replenish the earth. Not to plentish the earth, to replenish, repopulate the earth with a different form of life, a human, a human life. The animals that are created that are that are different. They're not as large, so it's a second. It's a second start. It's a second creation. It's not a second creation. It's a second inhabit. It's a, a second habitation. This earth has become the habitat of a different. Um, design of creature. Let's go with that. Okay? Now, you still have the same problem, though. Because man isn't going to die. He's going to live on. And the same thing's going to happen. What's going to end up happening? You're going to end up with how many people on the earth? 10 billion, 20 billion, 30 billion, 40 billion, 50 billion. Would it stop? No. It would stop at the point where the resources ran out. Okay? That's where it would stop. It would stop at the point where the resources ran out. Now, when you look at when you look at known laws, and I'm only going to talk about two. There's many that are included and many have a play a role in this, but for simplicity, I'm going to look at two laws, first of all. And the first law is the first law of thermodynamics, okay? It's basically, it's a law of conservation of energy, states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. That means the amount of energy that you have, it can be changed, it can be changed from one form to another, but it can't be created, that means the original creation that God made, re, uh, the reformation that God made with Adam, was limited. That means that what was inside the biosphere at that time is what w is still in the biosphere today. There's no more energy here. There's no more of anything here. 
than was here when Adam walked the earth. It's simply different in different forms today. Now, the distinct difference when the earth was remade, reformed in six days was the biological life that had been here before Lucifer's rebellion, the dinosaurs, they're now here. They, they, they took sun energy, botanical energy, converted it into biological life, biological energy. They died, and they're in the ground, and I'm just going to simplify it by keeping the topic, because there's more to it, but I want to simplify it by keeping the topic very specific. They are what you call today fossil fuels. So that oil now, that fossil fuel, um, fuel energy, fossil fuel energy is in the earth when God creates man. Okay? That's important. Because God creates man, and man can't die. Man isn't going to die, right? He isn't going to die as long as he stays in the will of God. If he stays in the will of God, um, he's going to remain here. And his interactions are going to result in him changing, you know, in your interacting with the first law of thermodynamics in the sense that he's going to be converting things. He's going to take energy from one form and he's going to use it and convert it to another form. And that's going to continue on and that's going to be fine. That's going to be fine, right? Now, at a certain point, though, it isn't going to be fine. And the certain point is going to be when there's too many people on the earth for the earth to sustain them. That would hit a point. It would be a point. And we've come back to the same problem. If God wanted to prevent that, he would have made the planet billions and billions and billions of miles around in the first place. He would have made the earth so big that basically with the passing of infinite years, the man would have never run out of resources. Because you have to understand, you're back to the same problem with the dinosaurs. Man wouldn't have died. So he would have repopulated, and then his children wouldn't have died. And then they would repopulate, and their children wouldn't die. I mean, today on the planet, we have, you know, what upwards of whatever, 10 billion people, 8 billion people, 9, whatever. And, but they're dying, too. So the population's going up, but at the same time, as men live longer, but at the same time, the population isn't going directly up. The arrow isn't straight up, and, then, and that's what it would be if nobody was dying. The population would just be going straight up, vertical, straight up. It's going on an angle because it's, 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 people are coming and going, okay? So, there's your challenge. Now, the second law of thermodynamics, right, is the law of increased entropy. So, now, I want to just, entropy is basically, with when you take usable energy, you, and when you use it productively, you end up with a state of unusable energy as a result. 
So by converting the first law of thermodynamics is energy can't be created or destroyed. It can simply be converted from one form to another. But the second law says that when you convert it, it deteriorates. So over time, the quality of the matter, the energy, whatever you're dealing with, it's, it, it, it goes through a deterioration. That means the usable energy that is there is used productively, but then there's a, the, in that conversion, what is left over is less usable. That's entropy. So that's the movement from, the movement from heat to cold, right? You can talk about, you know, global warming. That's a term that comes up a lot. But in reality, global warming isn't exactly true because what global warming is, is the idea that the earth is heating up when in fact it, the, the whole universe is cooling. It's getting colder and colder and colder and it will continue to get colder and colder and colder because the energy that is here, the sun is, is burning. It's not getting hotter. The sun is not getting hotter. The sun is getting cooler. Now, on the scale of which that is occurring, it is very, very slow. So it can go a long period of time, but it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything at all. So now, we pick this point, we, we pick this talk, talk up here at this point. So we have a situation where God created a planet, put dinosaurs or biological life on that planet, knowing they wouldn't die, but he clearly didn't make the planet big enough for them to sustain themselves and to live without dying. Inevitably, they would have run out of food. There's no denying that. So the only reason he the only reasons he could have had of doing that is a he he intended it to happen so he intended animals to run out of food and die which is absurd or b the earth is a prototype and he knew that lucifer's rebellion would occur and it would ultimately wipe out though god not responsible for it he's not responsible at all it would wipe out all life at that time and that's what he knew now, that changes the dynamic of the earth in the sense that through his law of increasing life, he took energy from the sun, he moved it, it was converted into botanical life, and then that botanical life was converted into biological life, and which is a higher form. Right? So only God can reverse the law, second law of thermodynamics which is the law of degradation. The law of life is the opposite of that. It takes things from simple form and it increases them into a higher form. So you take light rays and they're absorbed and plants grow. Plants are a more organized form of life. You can hold it in your hand because it's a more organized form of life than sun rays. So now... Life produces a more organized form, and that's what we have when we have botanical leaf in our hands. 
then an animal can come along, eat that leaf, and increase in growth and size and power and strength and take it into an even higher level. Whereas the reverse of that, when Lucifer, when Adam fell, entropy, the second law, the law of sin and death was released in the earth fully, had total access, and it takes everything from a state of order to disorder. So death and decay is going from order to disorder. Ultimately, the body breaks down in the grave, and it's completely dissimilated back into the dirt, dust. From the dust I took you, and to the dust you shall return. Only God can override the law of entropy. Only God can, and what overrides the law of entropy is the law of life. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Only God can do that. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to ultimately physically die, because that will occur. But understanding that the physical death is simply, the physical death is the revelation that the organism was in a state of decay in the entire time it existed. So people don't live to be 80 years of age. They takes 80 years for the law of, second law of thermodynamics to to fulfill itself in them. It takes 80 years for a human to die, physically die. So someone doesn't live for 80 years, they died for 80 years. So that's how that works. Now, I want to spin this, that's by way of a foundation, I want to spin this into a bigger topic. Okay? So I want to thank you for joining me on His Light and Life, and we're going to pick this up here next time. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.